Good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome to 215 Live. Frank is here with maybe the greatest Caucasian center to ever play for Frankfurt High School, John Crichton. Maybe. <laughs> maybe? Probably the best <laughs> under seven foot Caucasian to ever play There's a good shot. center for Frankfurt Pioneers. I averaged like nine points a game before I got hurt. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's not that bad in the public league. Um, but more importantly, John, in the studio, we have a legend, a living legend. A real how, legend. How often do you get to say you're sitting next? to a living legend. Only every Monday when Taylor's sitting next to us. Well, other than Taylor. He's an engineering legend. (laughs) Um, But we have the great Flyers legend, Brian Prop. Brian, thanks for coming in, man. Oh, thanks. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Um, Real quick, I just want to get right to the point here. The Eagles... they, look, yeah, they didn't yeah, look exactly. good. <laughs> exactly. I was at a loss for words. Exactly I how you changed just made it. it. I changed the channel at halftime and put on the Survivor Series. So I bailed because I, I couldn't take the frustration. But I, I kept going back and checking out what was going on. But as bad as they played, they are still alive. Oh, still yeah. Still alive, baby. Well, the division has a lot to do with that. But, uh, yeah, it does. It'll be a good uh, game at, uh, against uh, Dallas and uh, Washington. Yeah, so that's a Thanksgiving game. So I was looking at the schedules, and me and Brian were going over this kind of before we went on the air. But I have the Redskins only finishing with eight wins. All right? That includes a loss to the Eagles. Um, can you pull up their schedule real quick, John? Yes, I will. I got. I got. I saved it on our notes for for tonight. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it good for you here. Um, yeah, I got. The, I got uh, Dallas got finishing eight and eight, and I have the Redskins only winning maybe one more game with a backup quarterback. Now that Alex Smith is done for the season. All right. So I tweeted out yesterday. Alex Smith's injuries changes everything. Here's Eagles win a division. Here's hell. So here's the schedules. I got, and it's the same. Virtually the same thing. I think you said, Frank is. Eagles finish nine and seven. Dallas eight and eight. Washington seven and nine. So, I got the Eagles winning the Giants game, the Washington game. Oh, I'm sorry, both Washington games. Dallas and Houston losing to obviously the Saints yesterday and the Rams. Dallas winning at Atlanta, which they won yesterday. Washington, Tampa Bay, the Giants losing at the Saints, the Eagles, the Colts, and then Washington finished seven and nine. Only beating the Giants one more time. Right. Maybe. And then, right, maybe. And then losing to Houston, Dallas, the Eagles, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and the Eagles. They, they, they're making a huge deal about how the Redskins <laughs> have the easiest schedule going forward. Right. But it's only because of record. 
That's the only reason. It's not. Well, yeah. It's not based on the team. It's but, based on the record they're looking at. But and all that changes now with their backup quarterback. Like that's oh, not yeah, the it's not, yeah, like it's, it's not, not even. Close. Alex Smith's the only reason why that offense moved, right? Correct. So, uh, to me, Washington is done. It comes down to the Eagles in Dallas. Eagles have to. They can't lose if they they, they have one loss. They're allowed. But other than that, like if, if they lose one more game, if they lose more than one, they're done. Who the Eagles? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose. They're going to lose to the Rams. They'll lose to the Rams, and that's it. And that's it. And right. what's that got them finishing at? Nine and seven. And the, and Cowboys eight, eight and, eight. and eight. Yes. See? But and see, we're back the in the playoffs, it can, baby. It can work. It'll still work. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. We before did the, the math. Before the Dallas game, I told you guys last week that I had them finishing nine and seven. The only difference was beating Dallas and losing to the Texans. Right. Now I just flip-flop It's flip-flops. I, see, I get them beating the Texans and losing to Dallas. That don't change anything. Well, the problem is, when you look at that secondary, like, I don't know... I mean, Sidney Jones is now day to day. It's not like he set the world on fire last night, anyway. Right. Um, Jalen Mills is going to come back eventually, but we were sc- screaming hell. He was getting burnt every game, anyway. So you're not really. It's not like you're getting uh, Deion Sanders back. Do you know what I'm saying? You're getting some marginal talent back. So you still gotta cover receivers right. to win these games. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is. The only offense that they're really going against is the Rams, and we already have that marked as a loss. Yeah, I had it as a loss. So, if they if they went out the rest of the games except for the Rams game, Nine boom, seven. there we are. Playoffs. Nine and seven. I'm all for it. I don't care. They can they can they can have stunk as much as they have all season and make the playoffs, win the division, make the playoffs. And to me, I don't care if you're, you know, thirteen and three, eight and eight. Yeah, you still have a chance. See, yeah, a whole new season in the playoffs. It's like the Flyers; uh, they're, they're they're getting hot, and uh, then you never know where they can go from there. Yeah, all you got to do is get in, right? That's it. Get in yeah. and see what happens. That's what it's all about. The one thing I did want to ask you about, Brian, was so how can a team? How can you come from? They obviously won the Super Bowl last year, and they didn't. There's not that much roster turnover that they had from last year to this year, but yet the chemistry is so different. How fragile is the chemistry? Well, it changed a lot, uh, you know, uh, this this year because uh, you know they have new players, they had a, a new coaches, uh, and so like it it all makes a difference. And, and they lost a couple games that they could have won, and and uh, just you missing you miss a couple of games, and then it. it it makes a whole difference of the how you have to approach the games. Does he think? Do you think player losing some players or losing some of the coaches was was more harmful? Well, it's the players, but a lot of the players have been hurt now too. So it's yeah. uh, you, you can't bore, uh, blame them. It's uh, you know, just it, it's the way it works. Uh, you, you have to play game by game and make sure that you're prepared. And uh, you know, unfortunately, last yesterday it wasn't uh, a good game for them. Maybe a wake-up call, right? I mean, they're, they're, those things happen throughout a season. The yeah, but uh, they've, season. you know, they've, they've been losing a couple times where they could have won, and yeah. so like now, now they're in the pressure where they have to win more. Yep, they got, they have no choice. They, they got to do it. So here's what I was thinking: Frank Reich was a huge loss that we didn't think was a huge loss. Yeah, because we didn't know who's what roles were what. The Colts right? put up what thirty something, thirty-eight. Points? They're averaging almost thirty points a game, aren't they? If they're not averaging thirty points a game, like yeah, they're it's up there. They won like five in I a mean, row. Fr- Frank Reich, I don't know. You know, Dougie P was calling the plays, but 
But I think maybe the game plan was set by Frank Reich. That's what it sounds like. That's it what sounds it seems like him like. and DiFilippo. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now they're both gone, and now this offense is struggling. Well, they and we we all right. We talked about the defense and the secondary for weeks now, right? That's not going to get any better, obviously. No. <laughs> but the offense, wow, that that offense is struggling. Carson didn't look good, and I don't put. I don't put it all on Carson. I'm not. I mean, he's going to be a great quarterback. I don't doubt that in my mind at all. But he's pressing because he has to press because no one's making plays. He knows he needs to outscore the other team, so he's going to take shots he probably shouldn't take, like that deep ball he threw last night yeah. that got picked off. He's but he but he's trying to win the game. It's just like the first year, his rookie year. Yeah, he's he's pressing. When, there was no weapons, and he was like, "I have to make a play. I have to do something." And it's it's. It's made its way back into that again. Yeah, it you, completely turned around. You also feel like maybe I feel like last season he was audibling out of more plays than he has been this year. Do you, he, do you he's see? A, he's off. Something's off. Yeah, and, and it could be you know the year off. I mean, or whatever, however long it was, nine months. You know. Yeah, but it's uh, it's all the the play of the flow of the game. If if, if you. You three and out, and that doesn't that hurts. And uh, yeah, that hurts. You have to you start fast and play from behind. Uh, yeah, that that doesn't help either. And, yeah. and it's not even like three and out. You know, fine, they go three and out. Now they're you know looking at what they did wrong, but then the defense is on the field for ten minutes. Oh yeah, that and doesn't you, help either. Yeah, you can't even get back out there to to, to try and fix what you what you, what you messed up. Yeah. So this team all around. They're in trouble, but I'm still optimistic. Can I address something though? Yes, you, please. You brought Doug up, and I I emailed. I love Ray Dittinger. I think it it I can see so you know like how I feel about Jimmy Lynham. Like I can listen to Ray Dittinger talk all day. Yeah, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys in Famer. the business, right? Hall of Famer. Dougie P went to the podium and said exactly how I thought he was going to say it, and made a total fool of himself. <laughs> so I emailed Taylor his. You got? Did you, did you get both cuts? Did you, what did you get? I'm pulling it up now. I'll tell okay. you a so Doug responded in the post game, and then they went to Didinger on Eagles post game live, and I thought he was literally about to jump out of the window listening to Doug talk. <laughs> and I was like, "What? Wow! What did he say?" So I went back and listened. Doug just made a fool. I, I listen. I know you get to a certain point, and 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 Brian, you can attest to this too, being around coaches, but. When you start to lose, there's only so much you can say, right, as a coach. There's, I mean, especially when you're losing consistently the way they have been, there's really only so much you can say. There's only so many things you can answer. It's always going to sound the same. Yeah. Like, Doug, why'd this happen? Well, I mean, it's the same thing every week. So I, I give him a little bit of slack there, but some of the stuff he's saying, I'm like, this he can't be I, – I don't know what's going on. He's defensive. Yeah, he's, he's defensive. He's – Maybe I wrote down. Maybe he got a little. Maybe he's getting a little exposed this year. Could be. Was was he as integral last year as Reich and Filippo were? Were they feeding him a lot of game plan, and then he was just going with it? Could be. So so I, I emailed Taylor. I want to I want to let you listen to Doug's comments and then listen to how did he respond. It's hard. Well, it was tough when when things kind of started to spiral. Um, I will tell you this, the guys continue to battle, continue to fight, a lot of resiliency in this group. What game did he watch? You know, <laughs> does he, was he like in some alternate universe or something there? With the, 
his team, they were fighting? Really? Maybe they're fighting with each other on the sidelines. I didn't see anything on the field. Where do we go from here? Uh, you know what? We come to work on Tuesday, and we roll up our sleeves, and we go to work. And uh, this group is committed to that. And I'm excited for this next uh, few few games that we have coming up. Listen, um, you know, uh, we can only control what we can control. I tell this, these guys all the time. And, and uh we're going we're gonna to come to work on Tuesday, and we're going to prepare. we got the Giants coming in town, and uh, we're excited for that opportunity. We're excited about this opportunity. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have a great opportunity. The guys have embraced it. Yeah. You know, we're excited about coming back to work on Tuesday. Hang Seriously? On. We'll I mean, the coach is in a bad case of denial. That gives you all you need. So, <laughs> all right. We just spent 10 minutes talking about how they're still technically in it. Yeah. So Doug's going to look at that as the coach and say, guys, we're still Obviously. technically in it, right? Yep. But to sit and say after that game, which since Doug has been here has probably been the worst game they've played. Yeah. I right. They look like they gave up on the field. Yep. It was the worst deficit a champion team has ever. had in the NFL ever. Right? <laughs> then to That's come awful. out and say that these guys fight, like they show a lot of fight. That's the total opposite of what they showed in that game. Yeah, they showed no fight. He should have, I know coach speak is coach speak, but he should have probably left that alone, that part of it. Yeah. After a game like that. But at the same time, what's he going to say? You got to come out and just be like, listen, man, this, the Saints had a great game plan. You know, they they put it on us. You know, we're going to come back to work on Tuesday. Don't don't give me after 48-7 <laughs> that they showed yeah, fight. But, but Doug's the, the, the I'm going to love on him guy. He's not the... I'm gonna tell them how whatever. bad we stunk <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I get. I mean, I get what you're coming from. Yeah, no, I know you do. But you know, the loving on them brought him a Super Bowl. Whether again, whether it was him or not, you know, is up for grabs. But proper. What what kind of coach did you respond to more? Did you respond to a guy? And and I love to ask former athletes this. Did you respond to a guy who was hard yelling? And hockey's different, obviously. But right. yelling and getting on you, or did you respond more to a guy that would quote unquote love on you and be there for you and stuff like that. What 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 coach did you respond to better? Well, uh, I had a couple good coaches. Like uh, Pat Quinn was a great coach. Like he knew knew how to uh, run the plays, and he. We, but we we had such good leaders in the eighties. Uh, it didn't really matter because yeah. uh, we. It, it was all about the leadership that we had. It didn't matter what the coach was doing at that time. We won a lot. Uh, you know, it, we didn't struggle, and so we got in the playoffs every year. And so it's a little easier when you coaches like don't have to do much, but right. uh, I, I always liked uh, Mike Keenan because uh, he played to win every game, and if he had to play two lines uh, and uh, to, if they were from behind, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd want to play to win every game, which I loved. You know, now, like, the coach uh, the coaches uh, roll every uh, four four game, four lines, and, you know, it, it takes the fun out of it, uh, you, know, they, they, uh, you know, just... You know, I think that they're too technical now. Yeah, like, like, Keenan was like a hard guy, though, right? Then he, then he, did he yell a lot? He seems like a oh, guy. Oh yeah, that would... definitely. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but we knew how to complain. Uh, you know, to talk with him. Uh, you know, we had we had a bunch of young guys uh, in '85 where yeah. we had four rookies like uh, Talkett and and Mellonby and uh, Zezel and uh, Smith. You know, so they they learned pretty quickly how they they could learn from uh, the v- veteran players. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, he was challenging them too. So like that's uh, that's what a good 
coaches do. Like they, they find ways that if things don't go well, how they could challenge them to be a little bit better. And you know, at that time, it was kind of easy for us because we won so much uh, that they didn't have much uh, to, to, to talk about. I think hockey's different, right? Doesn't hockey kind of lend itself to the players more policing what goes on than the coach? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know, and uh, you know, now it's uh, you know, coaches are hired to be fired. Now. Yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> it's definitely uh, let true. Let me ask you this: so, so while we have you in the studio, a legend, right? Uh, Flyers alumni, the whole, you know, everything. You're associated with, you know, the great teams in Flyers history, right? Do you think that the organization holds on to the past too much? Well, it's changed a lot the last uh, couple of years because it used to be where all the tough guys uh, would would play for the Flyers, and and now it's the the way the game is being played. It's a more speed and uh, skill. Uh, so, like you know, that's what uh, Ron Hexel is trying to build. Uh, you know, they, they got in the playoffs last year. Uh, they didn't win that well, do that well against Pittsburgh. Uh, but you know, but when they get in, you know, they've got the talent just to make sure that that they're in the playoffs and from there you never know who could win at that time uh, but uh, Washington was tough last year uh, so like there's some teams that that you know are a little bit better yeah uh, but I uh, give the Flyers a uh, good tra- uh, tra- credit because uh, they're always in it what are they going to do about their goaltending? When are they going to get a goaltender that can <laughs> let me let me throw out some hockey? Wait, if Proper can answer this, he might yeah. need to get front oh, office. Yeah. Spot. Let's, let's throw out some hockey uh, goalie terms. Uh, a goalie that can stand on his head. Uh, keep the biscuit out of the basket, the biscuit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, but, but the, the, the two goalies have been hurt like the last year, and uh, it doesn't help uh, that uh, Elliot played really well, and then he got hurt with a, yeah. a month to go. Otherwise, he'd have been uh, much better for us. Uh, like when you have three gory uh, goalies playing in a series, you know that doesn't help. And uh, Newworth is always hurt, and Elliot is hurt again, and yeah, but they have a couple goalies like uh, Lyons and uh, Stolrutz, and, and Hart is going to be a real good one too but they're doing a good job of bringing him up because when you're young like he is you just have to be patient he'll get a chance to play the games and he'll learn a lot because it's much tougher because the the, the players are much better at this level is yeah. he he's their next guy then oh yeah I, yeah definitely definitely if, do you think he, take expe- taking experience out of it do you think he's right now more talented than the guys they have on the roster? Uh, that's tough to say because, like, he's so young. Yeah. Uh, you know, usually if you start or young, and then uh, you just like, like uh, Hextall, he run the con uh, con uh, company uh, like when he when he when he went to the finals that year so but he but he learned how to control himself and then you know since then he's been a good goalie <laughs> for the flyers like after that yeah uh, but you know like the, he, he wants to bring it along slower yeah just so that it's an, it's not uh, uh, not too much for him and I mean who who better to make that decision than the guy who started as the rookie and now gets to run the organization. It's oh yeah, definitely. But you know, again, uh, these guys have been hurt a lot, and it it, it messes with the team because uh, you 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 feel comfortable with a, a goalie, and and then they're hurt, and then it's like you're kind of wondering, well, you know, who's who's playing well this time, or what am I gonna who who, who am I gonna be playing against? And so yeah, so it it, it, it hurts. I it's think like, like the Eagles, like they have a lot of injuries. Yeah, and, you can't uh, come you, overcome them. But you, yeah, just yeah. and you fall behind with a good you know just uh, and you pressure a little bit more. 
more. And so, but last year they you know, they did a great job of uh, they did what they had to. Yeah, I, I think going back to what Frank was saying about the holding on to the past, the Flyers organization has always been known to kind of like you said, Brian, the you know the bully ball, the the, the tough guys and, and the broadsheet bullies and all that stuff that we know. But it seems to me that, and I'm actually surprised because Hextall grew up in that era, he's starting to take this organization away from all that now. He's starting to bring in the quicker European players, going kind of away from the because the game's going away from kind of bully oh, yeah. ball. Yeah. But he's starting to take the organization in the direction that we're not accustomed to as Flyers fans. You know, you're so used to the Donald Brashears of the world and those guys oh, yeah. that would, you know, go out and, and throw hands and stuff, but He's starting. I think he's starting to move away from that, which is what this city's not really used to for this organization. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but a change always it happens. Uh, like, uh, like they have good uh, talent, a, a, a couple of really good young players, and it might take a, a you know a little bit more time. But you know, here in Philadelphia, people are impatient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, you mean but, especially uh, for that team though yeah. too, because it's been forty years. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of chomping at the bit because you see the Eagles now have won. The Sixers are starting to, to build towards something. You know, Flyers are, or Phillies are young. So you're looking at the Flyers and you're going, at what point is it right. this team's turn? Yeah. You know, to make that jump. And so it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, their problem is is that they have they've been inconsistent. Uh, you know, throughout the year, and uh, you know they, they won a couple. They you know they they got behind at, at the beginning of the year, and then they, they won uh, on the road trip, and then so like then they they, they kept. Uh, Going ahead, and then they lost in a shootout, or at a, in, at a shootout, and so it's back and forth. Yeah, yeah back and forth, yeah, up and, and down. Yeah, like, it, like their home record is not that good, where it needs to be much better. Uh, because uh, when we were in Philadelphia, everybody knew that they hated to, to play against us, yeah. and so it's just something that they have to keep building on. Yeah. All right, we're going to head to a break right now. When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more of Brian's career and uh, what he's been up to uh, post-career. You're listening to 215 Live on Wildfire Sports. If you're considering buying or selling a home in Philadelphia or surrounding areas, then for all your real estate needs, contact Louis Reyes from Weikert Realtors at 267-648-7123. That's 267-648-7123. The key to his success is always putting his clients above all else. Contact Louis Reyes now at 267-648-7123 for a no-obligation consultation and let him show you your possibilities. Are you a sports fan or know someone who is? Are you looking for a professional way to show off your favorite jersey or fan apparel but don't know how to do it? Are you looking to avoid paying hundreds of dollars on big, bulky, expensive display cases? Would you want to be able to hang your favorite team jersey on the wall or ceiling without using screws? Then look no further. Sport Display jersey mounts are finally here and can be purchased at www.thesportdisplays.com. They look absolutely awesome and you can install them without screws. You use 3M command strips and stick it to any surface type, including the ceiling. Jerseys look great on and the best part is you can remove it on game day and wear your favorite jersey to the game and when you're done, snap it back on. If you're looking for an easy, affordable and professional way to show off your team colors, then look no further than Sports Displays jersey mounts at www.thesportdisplays.com That's www.thesportdisplays.com Use promo code 215LIVE when you order and get $4 off of your purchase and free shipping. Get your jersey mounts today at www.thesportdisplays.com Hey guys, what's going on? You know those times where you need a little crunch in your lunch or a quick bite to get through the fight? 
A local site where it's done right, fast and friendly is what you need, and satisfaction is always guaranteed. Cheese Dogs, that's D-A-W-G-S, Cheese Dogs, home of the two-foot challenge and the grilled ice cream sandwich, where happiness starts and the fun is in your bun. They're located at 318 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, and you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and at www.eatcheesedogs, D-A-W-G-S, eatcheesedogs.com. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a project at your house that needs to get done, but you're not sure who to turn to to help you out? Maybe you already started a project, but you're not quite sure how to finish it, and now your house is all messed up and you're stressed out? Well, here's what you do. Give our friend Chuck Reed the handyman a call. No repair or project is too small. Chuck will make your dream project a reality. Give him a call at 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. If you're in Northeast Philly, Bucks, or Eastern Montgomery County, give Chuck Reed the Handyman a call. Once again, it's 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. Welcome back to 205 Live. Frank, John, the great center from Frankfurt High School. Thank you, Frank. Studio. And living legend Brian Prop sitting next to me, no big deal, whatever. Just got a legend on my uh, <laughs> left here. Um, I want to get a little bit into um, Brian's career a little bit, and we were looking at some stats, right? John, you got him in front of you. Yeah. Uh, particularly, I want to go through uh, the 1987 playoff run where he was, I believe, second in scoring to Wayne Wayne Gretzky. It's not. It's not a bad second place. Oh, yeah. Second there, to Robert. Wayne Gretzky. Like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad. Uh, just keep talking, Frank. I'm going to pull up your email so we can so I can get them all right for you. So, do do you recall the the '87 playoffs that you had? Like like how you felt during that? Like, oh yeah, because uh, at that that year, like I got hurt uh, for about uh, 25 games. I uh, hurt my uh, my my leg, and so uh, I had a little bit of a time to rehab with uh, Pat Croce. And that made a difference for me, just because I worked up a little bit more, and then, and then at the end of the year, I was fresh uh, for the playoffs. And uh, we had tough teams, uh, we had tough uh, conferences to get through, and we had guys that were hurt at the end. But uh, you know that, that that could have hurt us, like like Tim Kerr was hurt for the playoffs, and Dave Poulin had broken uh, ribs, and Ilka Sinisali had a you know. But you know, no excuses. We we still. Uh, Finished uh, so that we got into the finals and and we forced them a fair uh, you know finished them to took them to seven games, which was amazing because it was three to game one against us and and in the finals and then we uh, kind of won the sixth game and gave a chance to win a, a Stanley Cup. What's it like playing in a game seven? Oh well, it was uh, it was amazing, uh, you know, just uh, just to be there. Uh, you know, we at that year we played twenty six games out of twenty eight. Uh, so like we we went into almost every series <laughs> where it was playing a lot of games where yeah. Edmonton like sweat uh, sweat the whole team, and so like they were fresh and and at that time they had about five or six uh, Hall of Famers in their prime. Yeah, no big uh, deal. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but uh, and Hextall. 
played so well for us. Uh, he held us in, and uh, you know I think the Philadelphia is proud uh, that that we forced uh, Game Seven, and uh, you know it, I think I still remember that we were very close with the, the team that we had, and we still are to this day. Like uh, I was just uh, I saw Scott Mallonby, had a, had lunch with him last week uh, with a couple friends uh, that uh, he lived with me, and uh, and Rick Tockett is a coach at Phoenix, and uh, so we. We talk about those years, uh, you know, that uh, we were really close and uh, gave us a chance to win. And, and of course, Mark Mark Howe was so so great. Yeah, you know, he was uh, unbelievable and throughout the whole thing. You got you, you got to pull your email up, Frank, because it's right. not coming up on mine. I got it. I got it. Stats. Right if here. when you uh, send it to me. So. In 19, I was, we pulled this from your Wikipedia page, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to read it off to you. It says, in 1987, Prop had scoring success when he finished runner-up to Wayne Gretzky in the 1987 playoff scoring. He also led all left wingers that NHL postseason in games played 26. You had 12 goals, 16 assists for 28 points, a plus minus a plus 11. That's unbelievable in 26 games. And oh, five yeah. and five power play goals. And five power play yeah. and a shorthanded goal. <laughs> and a game winning and three game winning goals. And 104 shots. That's an offensive, defensive player, right? Oh yeah. Well, I, I like to play uh, both sides of the ice, uh, and so like that's uh, you know that's why Tim, uh, Dave Poulin, and I we we killed penalties together. We were good at that. And and when Hextall got there, like uh, he gave us a chance to shoot the puck out of the ice, uh, out of the ice, and then so we got some uh, shorthanded goals too, which is is tough for teams that uh, they don't don't realize that they they, they could score against you. And so, uh, but at that time, you know, we were through leadership. We had good leadership with uh, Dave Poulin and he was Mark, a hell of a captain, Mark Howe. Right? Oh yeah, Mark uh, and Mark Howe was so great. And uh, you know, it was uh, you know Brad McCurman before was 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 a good leader that we had. Uh, but uh, we we played for each other. So it's like the Eagles last year. They they played for themselves. Played uh, you know for themselves so that they know how that they can uh, learn from everybody. Yeah, you know what he's and it's funny. It's so funny, like that team that you're naming, right? And and every single name that he mentions, mm-hmm. your Hals and your McCrimmons and your Ilkisons, like those. We don't have that team anymore, man. Like he can name every player from that year, and I'm just like, oh yeah, my God, that <laughs> player too, and that player too. Yeah. Like it seemed like you guys were so deep with guys who could come on the ice and contribute. Like you don't get like you mentioned earlier about rolling four lines out now. Yeah. Sometimes those three and four, those third and fourth lines are just guys. They're yeah. not like, but that that team that you're naming, like every time you bring up a name, I'm like, man, yeah, I forgot about that guy too. Like, it oh just, yeah, everybody <laughs> contributed. On well, that we team. we stuck together and uh, we. Oh. One as a team, and that's the way we played. Uh, you know, I didn't care about my stats uh, as long as we won one. You know, you know, I, I had a good uh, playoff, but you know, other than that, like, yeah, it didn't matter to me. I had many points. I had as if we if we won, that's that's all we cared about. Yeah. And we played for each other, and we played uh, to win every every game and uh, and be competitive. And so, like, you know, Dave Brown was there. He was he was a player there. Yeah. He was you know he helped. Uh, 
uh, control, like the, the tough guys, to throw hands. And, yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> talking and Zelly and uh, Craven, and you, you talk about all of these players. Uh, we had a, a strong team that everyone contributed, and and the coaches they worked worked along with us. And so, but it was, it was fun in the eighties. Uh, at that time, uh, most teams uh, like would play for. Eight or ten years, and then uh, get to know everybody. Yeah. Now it's a little different, like yeah, the Super Souls, like, makes you know, a like difference, yeah. you know, you know, four, four or five that they have for, for long times, and yeah. then and then they they rotate uh, the other players in. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what? Um, what? It, but I'm, so I'm not like an everyday hockey fan, right? I don't watch every game. I don't follow the whole league. I'll, wa- I'll check on the Flyers, and, and that's it. But when I'm watching a game. There's nothing more frustrating than an offsides. Oh yeah. When I'm watching a game, dude, it and it's offsides and it's like, yeah, it happens so often and then it's so like it's barely offsides and you're just like, "Oh, let let, let, let them play." Right? Yeah. Like how frustrating is that? Like if you're like, you know, you got it on your stick, right? And you're like, "Come on." Like yeah, well, you That's should so you should know what know better. Uh, I mean, I, like uh, I always used to say to everyone, you know, come from behind because that that's how you get to get in the in the in the in the in the end, and uh, just to, you make sure that you don't go offside because it, if, if you, you have time, you you forecheck and you'll get the puck back, and uh, you know that uh, you know it's like you said, it's very frustrating. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being on a you, you think you're on a break and then yeah. somebody's in the zone, you're like. Oh, Oh, are you serious? You know what? I it, one of the part of this this email that Frank sent me, and, and I actually didn't know this. And I I knew about your stats and your stuff like that, but I didn't know it. So it says after the labor stoppage, you never went back to play. Was there a reason for that? Oh, at that time, uh, I played 15 years uh, in in the league, and, and at that time, I, I ended up uh, playing a year in France. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, that was a good way for me to end uh, because uh, I you know, wanted to play there in, in was France. Was it ever a thought for you to come back, or you knew right away? That... Uh, no, I, no, because uh, I had a couple of injuries, and you know, like, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to leave. Uh, if if I stretched it out for another couple of years, and you know. Uh, the, I didn't want that. Yeah. I, I wanted to po- play and uh, and be uh, effective. And you go and out so, on your own terms. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah that was that was that was kind of the way I, I thought about it. But you know, I had a good career and uh, you know ended up with uh, in France, which was wonderful. And, and then I uh, you know, I built a Medford Ice Rink and then started from there. And then I got the job with the Flyers as on the radio for nine years. Uh, so you know, it all added up. You know, so being with hockey has been really good for me and the and the. Philadelphia Flyers have been helping me, and uh, this uh, last year, uh, it's my third year being the ambassador for the Flyers. I uh, work with Bernie Pratt and Dave Schultz, and we visit suites in the first period, which I love, and then uh, before games, we hang out and talk to the fans and uh, take pictures, and yeah. it, it's 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 so much fun for me. I, I love being a part of it. I got some family to have season tickets, and they I've heard them mention that some of the best times they've gone down there is when you guys have come in and like you know obviously they talk about Bernie how much of a variety he oh, is oh yeah definitely. you know but hanging out with you guys is like really important to them it's it's cool that you guys do that yeah well we, we tell good stories yeah I'm sure you, <laughs> you do know, then, you know now with the the, the new players like I, I'm not sure if they have as much fun as we did but yeah. uh, no I'm sure you know, they didn't you know, they no. make a lot of money but uh, <laughs> you know you know they did kind of stick to themselves uh, you know but it, with our Flyers alumni being around for the last 40 years we do a lot with uh, the, the alumni 
alumni, like uh, Brad Marsh is our uh, president, and uh, so we've been working some golf tournaments, some some hockey events, and and we, we stay in, in contact with all of the alumni. There's there's probably like uh, 200 alumni that I know that, uh, and about 50 of them are either working or in the area. So it it really makes it so much more fun for for the people that know us, yeah. because like we we have a couple beer and we tell a few good stories, <laughs> and yeah. that's what the people love. Well, getting getting on just touching on what Frank said. So and he's not he's not an everyday hockey guy, and we and we talk all the time about how, at least in the media and and radio, hockey's not probably covered as much as it should. So we always talk about. Do you think? Hockey is hard for people to really get into unless you're a diehard because of how widespread it is. There's so many different leagues and so many different foreign-born players coming from different spots that you can't really follow all of them as a casual fan. You have to be a real diehard to know like guys that come from all over, Canada all over. and oh, this yeah. kind of. So I think that is it. Do you do you agree that it makes it harder to follow? That sport because of that, I, th- I think so because uh, there's too many players in in the world that are, are, are ch- chasing jobs, and yeah. so like and 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 like you said, it they're they're not around uh, as much as uh, we used to used to do, and uh, so it's tough for the people like you. Know, you see the when they get tra- traded and they have a, a jersey, and then so like they have to keep buying new new jerseys, and yeah. well, it's good for the merchandising, but <laughs> yeah. uh, not for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and so I think, uh, and the game's changing, like where it's they want to make it faster and not not as much head hitting, and uh, so you know, you know, to tell you the truth, it's it's a little boring every once in a while because uh, there's not too much ho- ho- hitting, and like even uh, like for the Flyers, they haven't had a fight uh, in twenty games. Yeah, I feel like he's an old guy. I, like, like I love hockey, it. I love well, it. that's the thing. I feel like hockey needs the fights. It makes it different than all the other sports. Right, and and that will draw the not everyday fan in because it's you know we're in the MMA world now, right? Where everybody likes to see that stuff, right? Like, oh yeah, fighting and stuff. So yeah. I think hockey needs it. Like there's a lot of there's a big sentiment of people like take hockey out and take fighting oh, out. Yeah. Hockey. Like I don't get that. Like to me, that's part of the sport. Well, it takes a lot it's of jobs of the, off of guys when you, well, yeah. when you get rid of that. That's I mean, one. Oh yeah. You I know? mean. Uh, well, they, 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 Shear's they, not going to get a job. If yeah, he, no, yeah, you know, fight. Well, maybe maybe they like to mix it out a little bit more, you know, because <laughs> yeah. the, the you know the, uh, all the women like when they, when you get to see a yeah. fight, you know. You well, think, that's why guys like Simmons are so important. Oh yeah, they can fight, time. but oh, he can yeah. score too. Definitely. Yeah. Do you think it? So in in this environment now, do you think a team that says, you know what, we're going to play old school and beat these guys up? Do you yeah, think that, that would work? It wouldn't work. That's not happening anymore. No. If one team said, you know what? I'm going to do this, and let's see how these other teams react. Do you think yeah, no, it, it doesn't work like that anymore now because uh, all the the players are are so 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 good. Like even the so fourth, fast, fourth, like fourth, fourth 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 guy guys, you know they, they know how to uh, skate and play hockey. Yeah. So like you you, you know if you take penalties in in the playoffs, it really hurts your team. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. And uh, yeah, but uh, you know again the Flyers are 500, and so you know they, they have a good good way to. Go and, and but you know they'll, they'll just keep winning and you know they're only three points uh, points out of the a playoff present and so like yeah you know, it did it changes pretty quickly. One yeah. of the things we weren't sure if we were going to bring up on the air was the fact that you've been the five Stanley Cups but didn't win one. 
there's people that'll say, if you never won a championship, then like Charles Barkley, they go, he's not great because he didn't win a championship. You know, obviously he was a great player. Yeah. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you accomplished every everything you could as a player? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because because I was I was in every uh, you know five 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 finals in in my 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 first ten years, and so like almost every second year I was in the finals, and so but I I, I was pre, uh, I was a producer, so like uh, you know you know again like I said uh, you, you hate that you lose, but uh, somebody has to lose, and and at that time in the eighties uh, we we went to the finals in nineteen eighty. And uh, we lost in overtime. Otherwise, it could have been a game seven. Where we could have beat us. In, we could have won in Philadelphia. And then, and then 80, 87 and 80, 89, 87, like with the Oilers. I mean, they were powerful. And then, then, I, then I played in Minnesota for uh, you know a year. And then um, Boston with a player a year. And so, like the you know they were they were good teams. Uh, but Edmonton kind of won. And then Pittsburgh, uh, Mario Lemieux had yeah, something. It didn't uh, help you had yeah. legitimate yeah. Com- competition out yeah, there when you played. But, but I still love to be a part of it. You know, like I hated if uh, I would have hated it if uh, you know somebody won a cup and they only played a, a minute, or and then yeah. and they're bragging about how they won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, I'd rather take the you know the loss than that. But you know, I've I've worked for Team Canada, played for Team Canada a couple times, uh, and I won the Canada Cup in '87 with. Uh, Mario Lemieux and uh, Gretzky as as a line, and you know, like at, at, at that time, the the great players, uh, you know, Coffee and Furu and uh, Doug Crossman and uh, Gilmore and Messier, Anderson, Gartner. I mean, at that time, it was like uh, playing in the Olympics because at that time the, the Russians weren't in the league because they had to defect. Yeah. So it started in 1990 when uh, Brett Hall signed a million. Con- Contract and 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 Ed, and and then Gretzky left for uh, for LA. And so uh, and then at that time, Russia was able to draft, and so that it started from there. Where I think it just changed a little bit from yeah. there. Yeah. When Gretzky left and went to LA, what did that do to the league? Did that like to the other players in the league? Did that like open up doors for you guys? Like wow. We thought he'd be in Edmonton forever. Oh yeah, well, because the money was like he he wasn't wasn't making a million dollars a year at that time, and so like you know it just it's crazy, uh, it, it just it? yeah just uh, you know God. you know of all players to not be making <laughs> that kind of money. Oh yeah, yeah the greatest yeah. in the world. So I mean, like, really. but so that's how it got started, and uh, you know from there like it now now the guys that are playing like I, I think the lowest player is five hundred fifty thousand, but you know if you play five, four or five years you have a lot of costs that are associated with that. Yeah. yeah. And so you know some of these guys can make a million dollars, but you know it, take that into effect that you know the taxes and everything else it's Agents. not as much as it is, yeah. as, as it ends up being, you know so you have to uh, you budget yourself a little bit more and you know because you see you know some like football guys uh, are broke all the time and some <laughs> yeah. hockey guys and guys. You know, yeah. a little bit more you know but uh, you, know, you just have to be careful of, 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 of what you're doing Let's well, get, yeah, get no, that, that's the other thing I was, we wanted to hit on about um, hockey guys is it doesn't seem like they're you know they're driving pickup trucks they're not driving Bentleys I mean some of them are obviously yeah. and some of them have their you know they buy themselves a gift but for the most part it doesn't seem like when you go to like a hockey game they're more regular guys yeah it yeah. seems like they're yeah. not 
spending their cash crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like all the other, yeah. the other sports. Like, I, like I met Scott Hartnell at a neighborhood bar in South oh, Philly. Yeah. Like that seems to be like the 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 going opinion of hockey guys is that you guys are more personable. You're more likely to go into a corner bar and have a beer with somebody. Oh, big time. You yeah. Know? And then Hartford might he might might live leave uh come back to Philadelphia soon. I would love that. Yeah. That so like awesome. yeah, because and that's the, the character guys that, that that we're looking for. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd love to have him as a, a our alumni uh yeah, he's part right. of that. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. board and but <laughs> yeah. you know he might take him a little time. But uh, you know, I'd I'd hope that he can continue to in Philadelphia because we do golf tournaments and he, and it's nice to see him there. It's sort of like gritty. You know, like, hey, look how, how how well he's doing, you know. <laughs> what was Hart, your, Hart, let me Hart, ask Hart, you a question. What was your first impression? Because you know when he, they rolled Gritty out, it got a bunch of different mixed reactions. What was... Because I know they didn't tell anybody. They just yeah, they just uh, <laughs> preseason. It just happened there. But as uh, a Flyers alumni and a guy who's been around this organization for as long as you have, what did you think of that when they rolled that out? Well, I wasn't sure at that time, uh, <laughs> but you know they had a, a, a pre a person uh, you know that that could promote it. But they promoted it really well, and then I I, I loved it after that. You know, like I got a, a, a my picture with Gritty, and uh, so like I work with the team, so I see him. Uh, every every once in a while, but you know it's good for the city because you know they promoted it really well, and so like he's like he's like a part of part of the, the family right now. Yeah. You know what they did? You know what I liked that they did with Gritty? Like there was a ton of backlash when you know people making yeah. fun of him and all that stuff. They doubled down on it. Yeah, they're like, you know what? They, he's, he's gritty. They put him on Twitter and they yeah, said, all right, Twitter, what you're going to do people. is you're going to react to all the negativity. Yeah. We want right. you to react yeah. to it. And I think great. that. Yeah. I think that won people over because of that. Because now you don't. Now people love him. Oh yeah, you know. Well, he's he's uh, well, he's sought after for like <laughs> you, know, you. You go to parties and he he they, he, he could be busy all day. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. No, I like that's that. Amazing. I mean, it, it. You could see we we talked before the show came on about you know the change in the organization and stuff. You can definitely see it shifting from what you're used to, and, and we talked about on there too, shifting from the old school. Goalies, you know, uh, goalies fighting and all this other stuff. It's 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 becoming different now. It's got a different feel to it, you know, the organization. Yeah, but as long as as long as the Flyers have a chance to win, that's that's all I care about. And yeah. uh, you know, like uh, they've got a, a good good group of guys that uh, care about uh, what they're trying to do. And uh, you know, the, the you know the goalies are are struggling a little bit now and here and there. But you know, when Elliot was hot, you know, when he made a difference. And so like it's you know, you just have to learn how to play. Uh, you know, together. I mean, their power play has been giving up too many goals at the first twenty games. So they have to straighten that out, and then their, their power play, like before they they tied the game the last game, you know they won. They, 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 they got a point from that, but uh, you know it's they're, they're a little inconsistent, and I'd like to see them uh, kind of get started a little bit faster because it seems like they they don't get started that fast. Yeah, uh, I want to switch gears real quick now. I want to go into your post career, um, and I know now you're working for uh, Wolf. Commercial, um, commercial real estate, real estate yeah. yes. Um, so what what what's that? How's that working for you? Like what what what's that all about? And, and how'd you come to to get into that? 
Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, I've been there almost uh, four years. Uh, my boss is Jason Wolf, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we started it about uh, seven years ago, and we had about six people that were there, and, uh, you know, now we're up to about 15. And, uh, but it's uh, like I'm licensed, uh, so I uh, have my license uh, right, right, right at the start. Uh, but, you know, I'm more for meeting the people, building relationships about commercial real estate. You know, we're in New Jersey. And Philadelphia, but we can w- work anywhere in the U.S. And uh, we've we've built a good team of guys that are a lot of these guys are athletes already, and so we get along really well, and we we like to help each other. And as uh, you know, as we're growing, it's paying off. Uh, but we use technology very very well uh, because uh, you know our website is uh, is really nice, and we have uh, about 150 websites that we have, and we have about. 75 different URLs. Wow. So uh, we we buy the names and then we use Google so that uh, they pop up number one all the time and <laughs> and we use the pro- we use the property <laughs> properties that we promote uh, are like every every day at, at 10 and 2 in the morning and 2 10 in the morning and and 2 in the afternoon. And so like we're consistent with what we do. So like that's what you have to do. Uh, but yeah, I love what what I do uh, sort of like me doing as the for the Flyers, uh, I'd love what I uh, work in. I, I, I've been here almost 40 years. I know a lot of companies and uh, people that I, that, I, that I worked with uh, over the years, and so it's just putting the pieces together and uh, finding an opportunity to find a space with them. And we have a couple of young guys that are, you know, they're, they're working in, in Philadelphia. And so we we're just going to look at a new space in January. And uh, that'll be nice, too, because I, I'm more in uh, Marlton, where, where our office is in, on 73, uh, near Rothman Instagram. And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, but it's all been really good. And uh, I, lo- I love what I do. How many uh, properties do you have at any given time? Well, we can uh, we, we we have some that we get leased listed, and then we have for sale, and we have investment properties, and we do industri- industrial spots, we do uh, retail uh, sales and offices, and and in the investment properties too. So, and we do property management too. So, on our website, if people want to go to it, it's just uh, wolfcre.com, and uh, you'll have a lot. Lot of information. Uh, we also have. Uh, if anybody has to ask a question, there's there's a way that you the, you can text the question, and we get a lot of uh, hits from that. So uh, as a, uh, a a team, we're doing really well, just uh, building what we've uh, we know how to do. It's like you guys, uh, you know, just uh, here in this uh, last couple months, and still <laughs> have some kinks that you need to work out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we appreciate you. I, I noticed you you. You've tuned in every once in a while. I see your name <laughs> pop up there, so we definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, keep checking us out and keep it, keeping tabs <laughs> on us. We had you on almost two years ago now when we first started, so you know we've come a little. Well, at that time, I, I it's been about uh, well. 
It's been three years since my stroke, and so like uh, I've come a long way with, with speaking. You know, like I have aphasia, and so like uh, sometimes the words don't come out that much. But you guys make me feel comfortable. So uh, I'm as I I'm talking, you, you know, uh, people probably don't even notice that uh, I had the stroke. But uh, you guys have helped me be, just because by be, be being out all the time with the, the you know the flyers and with other events, you know, meeting helps me just to talk with people. And uh, my brain reacts a little differently. <laughs> yeah. Where are you with that? How how do you now that you know you're you're three years removed from it all? How are you feeling? Like, are you do you feel like you're getting back to yourself or? You know, because I know it was a, a change for you the last time we had you on because it was oh, yeah. sort of new at that point. Yeah. But where are you at Well, now? so uh, I have a, a group of guys that I skate with the last year and a half. Uh, we skate Wednesday and Friday mornings at Pensacola and Skate Zone. It's a morning hockey league. and yeah, But we have a couple goalies, five on five, a couple subs. And, you know, Andre Faust kind of skates with us. And Ray Allison skates with me, like the former guys. And, uh, you know, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good workout for me. And, you know, I, I'm just fortunate that my balance is still there. My 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 feet work, and you know, my my right fingers and hand doesn't work that much. But these guys are aren't that good, so the goalie, so I can still <laughs> score and do a couple of guffaws. But uh, uh, you know, but it, it's it's fun, and, and and I've been playing a golf the last year and a half. Uh, I do a lot of uh, charity golf events, and uh, you know, I just uh, I love to stay active, and and you know, and one other thing that I've uh, been using for the last two years, it's a uh, a thing called a beamer machine. It helps the circulation of your whole body, mm-hmm. and so it, it just it it really really has made a big difference for me. Just because I haven't been getting getting I've gotten sick the last two years. Uh, I'm thinking clearly, and it's all about the circulation in your body, and and I have tons of energy, and uh, I sleep uh, really well, and uh, and so it's uh, it's been really good, and they, they just started marketing it in the in the US because it's been around for 20 years but in Europe Europe there's they're still just finding ways to market it and but you know I I have a couple of people that bought the machines from me and and they swear on them to buy them too has your um, golf swing been affected by your hockey uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah because like uh, like I, I can only swing from, I'm a right-handed, right, right, right-handed uh, shot, so like I can only swing uh, three quarters of the way. Uh, but you know, so like I, I but I, but I, I hit it pretty straight. I'm, I'm up to about 220 yards, uh, but down the middle, and have a chance to get on in two and as make, make a couple birdies. Proper, and, that's all that yeah, a couple, yeah, a couple birdies, <laughs> and so I'll do, a, I'll do guffaws and, nice. and uh, eagles, you know. So, yeah, but I, uh, I like to have fun with the, the people that I play with, uh, I, I, you know, because uh, I got the guffaw from Howie Mandel. Yeah. And so like if anybody wants to go to my Brian Prop website, there's a whole story of how uh, Howie Mandel got the, the story for me and and I copied off him. But you know, <laughs> then last last summer I was at a store with a, 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 a store a state uh, uh, no, Shore, Show, S H O W, Show, <laughs> and so we're Howie, and so like he was there. I had a chance to talk with him after the show, and so like he's had uh, some problems with his health yeah. and uh, heart, and so you know, I've, I've tried to do a couple different things that you know, encourage him to maybe do something uh, with his heart. You don't shake his hand though, right? He's, he won't. Yeah, he, he changed it. At the, <laughs> at the start, it was uh, it was good in the in the eighties. Uh, you know, he was he was a little different, but. Uh, 
you know, yeah, that, 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 he lives in too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he still, he, he, you know, he knows me and he, he yeah. can talk with me at any time I want. Did you ever hit a golf ball with a hockey stick? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd love I would, to love to do that. I, yeah, I would need to do that. Well, plus uh, I have a putter, a Flyers putter. That's a <laughs> it's a putter, and so like it, uh, and it, and it, and I use that in uh, my charity events, and and I so I let people to putt with it, and so like it actually works pretty well. It's just uh, you know they they're they're surprised, but uh, probably better better for them than uh, than what they use. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we, uh, I just want to make sure we get this in because I know Brian had mentioned it, but for all of our listeners, if you're interested to go to um, Wolf Com- Commercial Real Estate, just go to wolfcre.com and they have a phone number here listed. It's 856-857-6300. Go over there and check them out. It's uh, wolfcre.com and see what Brian's been up to. Um, it's also uh, one other thing they're doing at Wolf is... Um you have a, a food drive going on for Thanksgiving? Yeah, food barn. Yes. Yeah. So, like, we have uh, six different, different charities that we support. And, and we did a hockey game. It's the third year that we've done. Uh, so, we raised over 30000 wow. 60000 for the third game. And uh, so, like, and it, and it benefits uh, Jewish Foundation, uh, Susan Coleman, uh, Alzheimer's, American Cancer, uh, the CARES Institute, and the Flyers Alumni. We we were part of that, and uh, and uh, Samaritan Hospice. So, like everybody that uh, donates uh, to our charity gets a piece uh, of the the, the process. Like if we if sell something, we uh, we we give it uh, to a charity. Make sure you That's give awesome. that to Frank before you leave, and we'll yeah. get it out on our yep. social media as um, well. Oh yeah. Is there any other way people can donate um, through Wolf or any or anything like that or? Uh, well, it, when we do other other, so like you know, a lot of these people uh, have other charities that, like that they support, and so like if people want to donate to what their charity to charity is, like they can always donate that. I'm sure that they have websites for yeah. that. Okay. Uh, but you know, for when we do deals at Wolf Wolf Commercial Real Estate, it it, it kind of we we give a percent percentage back uh, every nice. time that we do that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get all that information. We'll put it out on our social media as well for people that can uh, give it a look and see what you're up to. All right. I think uh, we're going to wrap up our Legend Hour here. Uh, Brian, oh, nice. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. We were pl- uh, hanging with us and talking with us and humoring us because we're two idiots. Who only <laughs> oh, yeah. Out. Well, you know, but he's a whole Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, in yeah. my own head. In his own yeah. head, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, he he got dunked on, I believe, was it by, uh, was it Alvin Williams that dunked on you or no? Does no, Alvin dunk Williams didn't dunk on me. Oh, all right. No. Oh yeah. It was. He just likes to make these stories up to try. Oh to, yeah. Well, to but, yeah, but it, my legend, my yeah. legend status. Yeah, but but Frank, <laughs> he, he he wanted to use uh, Zezel and talk it. You know, so it's street hockey. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I, I was so in the hockey when I was younger that I had a tail and I dyed it blonde because there, I don't remember the player, but there was a player that had it. And I don't think he was a flyer, but he had a blonde tail. So then I did it. Oh. <laughs> Hockey players were influential back then. Yeah, it maybe my, it was a Yager. Yager. It might have been Yager, and yeah. I had my Peter Zezel jersey. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah. good. And my used... Uh, my used um, Hockey pads? Yeah, but they were like the plastic. Yeah. Because we couldn't afford to that was, uh, yeah. what, what was the company? What was the company then that made those... Cooper O's? No. Uh, was what it was, Co- it? was it? Was it Cooper? It might have been Cooper. I forget who. Yeah. Ba- ba- no, Bauer? Uh, Bauer, that's Bauer. Bauer. Yeah, and there was, was also one that started with an M. They make the sticks. Mission? Mission? 
Yeah, you might be mission. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. We all had it. Yeah, we we all had it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Brian, again, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Um, You are listening to 205 Live on Wildfire Sports.